When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who would you pick of these four coaches to coach your team? Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, Bill Belichick, or Jim Harbaugh? My vote's Harbaugh, but we talked about this last week. He seems to be relating real well to the younger players at Michigan. Yeah, I think it's Harbaugh for me in a, in a, in a runaway. But I think, you know, each one of them has some advantages. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Happy Tuesday, right? Yeah, January 9th. Good to be here in this business. It's good to be good to be anywhere. We're live on television, Game Plus, nationwide across Canada and in 31 U.S. states. I always enjoy when we get these messages come in on the Sober Carpenter text line from the Americans. Oh, the wind is picking up. You see it? You see it? Oh, it could be a weather day. Let's bring the moose in. He's in Toronto where they're about to call in the National Guard. I, <laughs> not, I'm joking on that, although maybe they're not. Moose, give the weather report before we get to sports, if you don't mind, from the T-Dot. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> we'll call it a blizzard. It, it is. It's a storm. You know, it's snowing. It's sticking to the roads a little bit. But I will say this, it's plus two, okay? Plus two, snowing, little sticking to the road, and they're shutting the schools down, uh, telling people not to go into work, stay home today. So they may call in the National Guard if things get much worse oh. than this. I mean, if it dips below zero, we might be in trouble. It's a different time, and I got to be honest with you. I was surfing social media this morning and seeing reports of the Kansas City Miami NFL game this weekend may be moved, they're talking about it, to Indianapolis. And this is why I don't understand your credibility in this business is all you have. It's one of the biggest things my dad taught me when I was a kid, and that is your word is the last thing you have left because once that's gone, you got nothing. And I'm sitting there thinking, thank God I'm in South Florida where, aside from a little bit of wind, we're good most of the time. You know, I'm like, I don't have to travel, and I'm just grateful for that. And I'm thinking the four, poor people that are thinking about that, there'll be a lot of people from here thinking of going to Kansas City for the game, and I'm seeing reports where the weather, they're talking about moving it. It's only Tuesday. I don't know how they could tell this far out. You know, but you better be credible when you're given reports about stuff like this is all that I'm saying. And I feel like people don't take this as seriously as I do, but people haven't dedicated their entire life to the media like I have as well. So I understand it. But anyways, coming up on the program today, I'm excited about the guest, Jason Ripplinger, very longtime friend of mine, the general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors. They're in the news. 
Very exciting time in the dub. And Nolan Thiessen will join us, the brand new CEO of Curling Canada. And we've got a lot to get to with him, and it's juicy. So those are the guests. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and we'll go from there. Again, if anything tickles your fancy as we roll, 902-518-3033 is the number to text for Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. You can also write in on YouTube as well. We encourage as many comments from our streaming audience as possible. But this is where I'm going to start, and I don't know that a lot of people have this on their radar, although a lot of people do. The Anaheim Ducks have traded defenseman Jamie Drysdale on a second-round pick in 2025 to the Philadelphia Flyers for high-scoring college left winger Cutter Goche. The 21-year-old Drysdale was sixth overall in the 2020 draft by the Ducks. Goche, meanwhile, led Team USA to the gold medal at the just-completed World Junior Championship, tying for the tournament lead with 12 points, scored the game-winner in the third period of the semifinal for the Americans. And he's also got 23 points in 17 games for Boston College. Where this gets interesting and why I'm bringing it up, if you don't know, the Philly Flyers have been unable to sign Cutter Goche, so they traded their top prospect for a young defenseman with 123 games of NHL experience and ample room to grow. Now, we talked about this in the morning meeting. You and Clark, I, it's, I forget, and it sometimes... How young you are. I think Clark was born, it wasn't Lindros's draft year, but shortly after, Clark was born in 91, and you weren't that born, you weren't hatched that much before that. So you probably don't remember the Eric Lindros saga, but he's a, Lindros is the same age as me, so we were all following it, and he wouldn't go to Quebec. Wouldn't go. Now, there's an urban legend, a rumor as to why Lindros didn't want to go to Quebec. And if it's true, if that was, if everybody knew what that was, and I'm not going to say what it is, not my place, nobody else has reported it. But again, everybody's tarring and feathering Cutter Gochek that he wouldn't even return messages of the Philadelphia Flyers. They wanted to talk to him at the World Juniors. He wouldn't even talk to them at all. So whatever, this, he, I guess what I'm saying is between spitting chicklets and missing curfew and all of what you're probably seeing in Canada for coverage, I'm like, whoa, this is a thousand times the coverage that Lindros got. Because on that draft day, it was like, huh, he ain't going to Quebec. So we're going to trade him to Philly and Bob's your uncle. And although that always did follow Lindros around, he went on to a Hall of Fame career. I don't know that that really stuck with him in a negative way. Maybe this is just this generation's version of that, but what's your take on the Cutter Goche situation? Yeah, it didn't stick with Lindros, um, but the only thing that sticks is, is you see fans that didn't like Eric Lindros or didn't like Philadelphia say, hey, look, like, look what happened with Forsberg and, and the Nordique slash Avalanche went on to win the Stanley Cup a couple of times and, and have success. Um, the difference between the two situations, and I've seen this too posted, is Lindros at least let them let them know at the draft and had the conversation. Um, Goche didn't. He let Philadelphia know that he wanted to play there, and he told them he wanted, and now he's flipped his tune. So something's changed, and that's, I think, leaves a sour taste in their mouths. Um, it is tough, but I like the way everybody's handled it. Kid wants to go to Anaheim, great. They got a lot of young talent now, um, especially down the middle. And for Philadelphia with John Tortorella and Keith Jones and everybody who's talked on this saying, hey, look, 
you don't want to be here. We don't want you here. We don't want to talk about you. And kind of turning him into public enemy number one, which is going to make for some great TV when Anaheim rolls into Philadelphia to see what kind of reaction he's going to have. So I think everybody's handling it okay, and we just don't see these situations very often. Well, that's why I said, said a lot why my stress level's low. I, I surf the social media, then I put it down. I don't usually go into the comments because they're just dumb. A lot of what people are posting from the media accounts is dumb. Don't even get me going on the comments. So, yeah, it'll be fun when Cutter Goche rolls in there, you're right, into Philly. But it's kind of like, can we move on? Now, an interesting point here, because a very, <coughs> pardon me, large segment of our audience is junior hockey folk across Western Canada, as a matter of fact, all across Canada. So Glenn Erickson, you know him, in Medicine Hat, writes in, he says, I've heard from some junior hockey general managers that players don't try out anymore. Many kids and parents pretty much decide where the player wants to play. It's a sign of the times. That's something that we may be able to drag out of Jason Ripplinger when he joins us from Moose Jaw here later on this hour on the Warriors and all the picks that they gave up because it's very similar to what's going on here in college. Because I'm around these college football guys all the time and the high school football guys. Darren, times have changed, as Glenn says, and with the transfer portal thing. A college would rather take a kid from another college because he's proven. Part of why the transfer portal will happen in the first place. The kid's proven. We know he's a player. He's been able to get through at least one, two, three years of school versus why would we go recruit because so many of these recruits aren't panning out. See what I'm saying? It's like uh, the draft picks in junior hockey or even the NHL. Smaller number than ever before are turning into players after you draft them. So why not trade for the sure thing like a Matthew Savoy, like a Jared Goff, or Matthew Stafford, however you want to look at it. doesn't matter the league because yeah. the picks and the recruits are so unproven. Let's trade the draft picks and get the proven guy. And I wonder if that's what went into the thinking of the Moose Jaw Warriors. But anyways, that's our take. It is what it is. And in the case of Cutter Goche, I'm like Torts. I don't know him from a hole in the ground either. So uh, let's move on. To the games last night, point two, Elias Pettersson and Nils Hoglander each scored twice. Thatcher Demko made 39 saves, and the Vancouver Canucks, ho, 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 defeated the New York Rangers 6-3 on Monday night. I've got to stop eating granola bars just before I go to the air. <laughs> I am addicted to these things. Oh, no. I love, I love those energy, energy bars, granola bars, whatever. I love them. But then they get caught in my throat. You'd think I'd be smarter about that. After missing the playoffs for three straight seasons, the improved Canucks lead the Pacific Division with a 26-11-3 record, and the Rangers lead the Metropolitan Division. So it was a battle of first-place teams last night. And before I move on to the other games, I get a kick out of this. I woke up this morning to a text from Jeff, our hotel, hotel your friend from the stars to the stars. He goes, when's the last time? Two Canadian teams were top two in the NHL. To our U.S. audience, it's a big deal to Canadians to be number one in the NHL. And I get it. They should be excited. I wrote Jeff back. You know him because you stayed at his place. I said, I hope that's a rhetorical question because I don't know when's the last time the top two teams in the NHL were from Canada. And I'm smiling because Paul Bissonnette, Biznasty, tweeted last night that this will be the legitimate best shot at Canada winning the Stanley Cup with the Jets, Oilers, Canucks, and Leafs all being contenders. Been retweeted a million times. There's a gratuitous post from Biznasty when you say something like that. He knew that everybody would go off. 
What do you think the chances, Mark? Maybe that would be a good poll question. That Canada wins. Scale of 1 to 10, or percentage. What are the chances that the Lord Stanley comes to Canada for the first time since 1993 this spring? I'm with Biz. I think it's the best chance we're going to have. And, you know, let me just say a little prayer um, that two Canadian teams in the West don't meet each other in the first round of the playoffs and knock one of them out. Let's spread it out a little bit so we can have the Canadian teams move a little deeper in the playoffs, okay? We don't need uh, the Oilers and Jets meeting in round one or the Oilers and Canucks or whatever it can end up being. But, no, it's, it's a great opportunity, especially, you know, if you can populate three of the eight playoff teams in the West with Canadians, um, I think we're going to have a pretty good shot. And the Leafs are the Leafs. We'll see what they end up doing. But uh, it's going to be a fun, fun rest of the year. I might add that we are Atlanta's NHL show on WQEE Radio. And Ryan O Radio writes saying one word, windy. Is it ever, man? I'm just hoping that my props don't fall over. That's why I changed the configuration here out on the line A to kind of block me from the wind. Yeah, that's the worst we got to worry about today. John Ohm. Ohm in Winnipeg writes and He says minus 30 in Winnipeg. LOL. Yeah, I'd rather have this. I'll take the wind. Ryan in Toronto says, here we go, Rod Squad. It's going to be another great show. Carlos in Indianapolis writes in and says, I vaguely recall a time when they would play football games in all sorts of rough weather. Yeah, I know. I, 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 again, it's only Tuesday. I feel like we got to wait a few days before we make a decision on whether they're going to move this game. What do you think the NFL needs to know by? Friday at the absolute latest. Do you think, yeah, you think they're going to move this gonna game? Say Thursday or Friday, it has to be bad. Like, you know, you still have to remember teams have open roof or no roof stadiums. They play in cold weather. There's going to be snow at times, and that's just what it is. If you know well in advance that there's a guarantee it's going to be snow and really unplayable conditions and you can move the game and give some notice, that's totally fine. But for teams like Kansas City or Green Bay or Buffalo, that's a big home field advantage for them. And, and part of why, um, you know, they play where they do and, and have open stadiums. I think that's, a, you know, part of the game. So we don't want to lose that at the same time. So, yeah, I don't think they'll move. Got a viewer writing in T from the 203. That's his handle t from the 203 he says you florida rod that's florida checking in from fort lauderdale thank you t from the 203 stick around for a while uh make yourself at home there weren't a lot of nhl games monday night in st paul minnesota matt murray stopped 23 shots for the shutty dallas scored two shorthanded goals to snap a three-game losing streak they beat minnesota for nothing in philadelphia jenny malkin had a goal and a helper to lead pittsburgh to a 4-1 win over the flyers in a scrappy game and in denver Valerie Nachushkin scored the only goal in the shootout in Colorado, won for the fifth time in six games, beating Boston 4-3. I didn't play Bet Regal breakaway bets with you yesterday. I did it after you left, but the only game I had wrong was... There's only one game I had wrong. I had Colorado right, had Pittsburgh right, had many right, uh, Dallas right, uh, had them all. Oh, Vancouver, I had that one wrong. I, gotta, I, I don't know why. 
bias right here. Bias, why well, I just can't buy into Vancouver winning on the road, especially in New York. Uh, point three, Jim Harbaugh raised the championship trophy as gold and white confetti sprayed over his team. And we are the champions, blared over the stadium at Houston's Energy Stadium. Nine years after he took over at Michigan, Harbaugh delivered on the lofty expectations he brought with him to his beloved alma mater. Blake Corum ran for 134 yards and two touchdowns in Michigan, trounced number two Washington 34-13 Monday night. And we're going to move on. You can talk about that later if you want. We're just pressed for time here. I'm just going to throw this out. I want people to munch on it in the commercial break. Today's poll question for our friends at Key Auto Group, which, by the way, Key Auto Group is driven by safety experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence we're coming up on the best football weekend of the year for nfl fans and that is wild card weekend because there are six games and our poll question is which of the afc wild card games will end in a an upset browns at texans dolphins at chiefs Steelers at Bills or none? And I'll tell you right now, I voted none will end in an upset. There is a ton of CFL news to get to, more NHL, and hopefully we don't blow away in this break. We'll be right back. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. The RP Show rolls on coming across your television screen, your radio speakers your smartphone, whatever the heck it may be. I want to remind you that the Telemiracle Online 5050 is live now, everybody. You can buy your tickets at telemiracle5050.com. And trust me, I don't ask for much. I don't. But I will ask you Saskatchewan viewers, which is our number one region for viewership, to please go to telemiracle5050.com and purchase your tickets. You just got to be 18 years of age or over. I say Saskatchewan only because that's where you, the only place you can be to buy the tickets. Is Saskatchewan be selling them until February 23rd? As you know, 
half the pot goes to the winner. All proceeds to Telemiracle 48, supporting Saskatchewan's charity. Visit telemiracle.com to learn how the Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day in Saskatchewan. Okay, let's bring uh, the moose back in. Just checking in from the audience. Jen from the Four Seasons writes in and she says, Good morning, everyone. Congrats to Michigan. And she says, My upset game would be the Packers knocking out the Cowboys. Now, she's skipping ahead a little bit because the poll question is, which AFC game will be an upset? And my vote is none, as I said. But there's always at least one. It's like quarterfinal day at the World Juniors. There's always one upset. Could it be in the AFC? Could it be the NFC? Could it be both? Again, I've said none this weekend. But what are you voting for? I'll vote on the Dolphins to upset the Chiefs Ooh. if there's going to be an upset. If there's one year where the Chiefs maybe have taken a step back and we're not sure what they have, um, this might be the year. And the Dolphins still have the ability to get a good game plan together. Um, the one factor, though, might be the weather. That might play against the Dolphins this week. You know, a um, couple things rattling through my mind. The gym that I go to, Johnny O's, the owner, Johnny O's, very excited to have Travis Kelsey back here this summer. I mean, I just joined it about a month ago. I guess Travis Kelsey's been going there every winter for at least five, six years training there. And the word was that Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs, said Travis Kelsey didn't want to play in Sunday's finale, even though he was 16 yards away from 1,000. Johnny O doesn't believe it. And I'm like, here's me again, believing what I hear, what I, you know. One team president said to me one time, everybody lies, everybody lies. And I'm thinking, well, I don't think everybody lies, but do you see now why I am so bloody cynical with yeah. what I hear just in sports? News, forget it, forget it. News, I don't even watch the news. But sports, I just, I, Andy Reid said Travis Kelsey didn't want to play, so I believed him. Boys lie. You believe Andy Reid that Travis Kelsey didn't want to play, or do you think he's pulling our leg? Um, I believe Andy Reid because I think that's a championship locker room and a championship coach, and he wouldn't throw Travis Kelsey under the bus like that. Um, he knows Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's got a podcast. He's got social media platforms. Um, if there was ever an issue, and if he sat Travis Kelsey and Kelsey wanted to play, that would have come out by now. So, no, I, I believe the coach this time. Okay. But maybe I'm a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going down this road. Oh, no, no. I will start it. You started it, Rod. I, th hmm. I think I am a sucker. I was, you know, I was out at that uh, watching the college football playoff the other week, and you know who I was out with, and you know we're talking about the business of sport. And I'm still a little innocent. I like to believe that there's rainbows and a pot of gold at the end of it, and believe that coaches are being honest at the podium. And you know what? I probably am the sucker in this situation. I think you are. That's why I am. Uh, I, I, I predict that this segment is going to get spicy. By the way, Jason Ripplinger coming up next program, next segment for the uh, junior hockey fans, of which we are. And then an hour or two, Nolan Feast and the CEO, the brand new CEO of Curling Canada. Um, but the CFL winning, winter meetings are on in Nashville, and I've been following them. 
I don't find it particularly exciting what they're talking about. So this morning I did a CFL news search. Do you know what that is, people? I went to google.ca, typed in CFL, clicked news, and the top article that came up was this. From the Daily Hive, former BC Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke made more money playing in the NFL this season than anyone playing in the CFL, despite not taking a single snap. Rourke made more than U.S. $500,000 for his efforts this year per Spot Track, which is a website that tracks pro athlete salaries. Across the NFL season, Rourke was paid from the Patriots $125,000 and from the Jaguars $394,667, all figures U.S. So that combines to a total of 519668 The highest paid CFL player at the start of the 2023 season was Zach Caleros at $600,000. Chad Kelly of the Toronto Argonauts later would sign a three-year $1.865 million deal with Toronto. That still factors out to $465,000 U.S. per season. So, Nathan Rourke never took a snap all year in the NFL regular season, made more money than anybody in the CFL. And I know I put that on Twitter. And while nobody said it, I can feel it because I'm an empath. People are mad, CFL backers, that I would put that out there. One guy did say, Ron from Pigeon Lake, Alberta, wrote me and said, what's your point? Don't make me say it. The point is, why would anybody debate where he should be, where the smart place is for him? Now, we put that on our Facebook page, and why I say this is going to get spicy. I'm calling this up. I'm not ignoring you, Moose. One guy wrote in here. It's got people hot and bothered, as you can imagine. Well, I don't, we got so many comments coming in here, I can't even find it now. Oh, Nonsense of analysis, the guy says. I'm sure Nathan didn't become a quarterback just to collect a paycheck. The guy has talent, and I've seen it firsthand. Hope he gets a fair opportunity to be a starter in the NFL, but if he doesn't, the CFL will await his return. To sit there and say collect the money is ridiculous. Over to you. We don't know what his goals and objectives are. Nobody knows what somebody else is thinking and what their goals are, but I think your actions should reflect what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish. And for some of us, it's money. For other of us, it's, you know, could be fame. It could be a lot of things. I think for Nathan, it's probably, yes, to play the game at the highest level possible, make money while doing it. And this is his best chance to play in the National Football League. There's not going to be windows opening every time he decides he wants to come back. You know, if he doesn't get to be a starter, he'll go back to the CFL play, play until oh. somebody magically offers him a starting quarterback job. Look what happened to Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell. They never got jobs when they went down there. Your window is only open at certain times. He's in the window. He's on rosters. He got claimed off waivers because he was a, a, a commodity that was wanted. And he's got to see that through. So forget about that. And he's making money to boot. So he's checking a lot of boxes. Death, taxes, and what Nathan Rourke should do with his life. Things you can count on that people want to talk about. Um, and this is funny. Um, Aaron writes in on Facebook and says, well, if money's your objective, then maybe. I'm sorry. I've got a lot of mentors in life, and I would say 98% of them are good. And one of them by the name of Bruce, who I've never told you about this, but he said... Uh, because I get out of bed every day to make money. Yeah, you can help people, but there's nothing wrong with making money at it either. 
It's what I, that's what we do. It's what makes the world go round. And that's, I had a, I didn't even tell you this because we haven't talked a lot lately, but I had a lady write me, Andy. She's been a friend of mine for a very long time, since the Prince Albert days. And she goes, what you are doing with your life right now, you should have been doing 20 years ago. And I'm like, thank you. Somebody gets it. But it was fun toiling around in junior hockey in the CFL for decades. It was fun. But there wasn't a lot of money there. But it was, it was fun. But the whole goal was to get here. So obviously a couple years ago, I said, screw it, I'm doing it. And here I am hobnobbing with the NHL people, hosting an NHL show, and Bob's your uncle. Life's great. I should have been doing it 20 years ago. That's the point. Nathan Rourke could hobnob in the NFL, make a lot of money doing it, or go back to the CFL and do okay. You make a great point about nothing's guaranteed there. Either Henry Burris came back from the NFL with us in 2004 with the CFL Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he couldn't even start. They put Neilon Green in there because management was mad. Henry left in the first place. Who's to say, you know, every CFL team's got their number one guy entrenched right now, I think. Right? Yeah. So that's a really good point, too. There's no guarantees there. He's got, got guarantees in the NFL. It's in his bank account. Well, let me slam it home, too. If the NFL was paying him less money to be on a practice roster and be a backup quarterback and he could make more money playing in the CFL, he'd still be in the NFL because that's where he wants to go. He wants to take a shot to see if he can be an NFL quarterback. It's a bonus. He's making more money, too. So he's where he needs to be. And when it's no longer where he needs to be, he'll come back. Jeff, the Stamps fan, here's a good one. Good guy, that Jeff, the Stamps fan. He says, but does money bring happiness and fulfillment? I can tell you that, yes, it does. How about that? Anybody who said money doesn't make you happy, they didn't have it. Whoever made that saying up, they didn't have money. They didn't know any better. What did David Lee Roth say? I just read this the other day. <laughs> Money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a boat to pull up beside happiness and just hang out for a while. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Kevin the Medium writes in and says, Good morning, RP peeps. He says, What a game last night. Canucks just keep winning. 99% chance of making the playoffs now. Let's go. Well, you're a little late. We talked about it right off the top. But thank you for showing up. I appreciate that, Kev. We did talk about that. And uh, we're not officially at the halfway mark of the NHL season yet. Very close. But we could talk about who's going to win Coach of the Year. It'll be Rick Tockett. Who's going to win Rookie of the Year? It'll be Connor Bedard. Uh, Kucherov's leading in the Art Ross, right, for the points. Can we just hand him out now? We've got a whole half a season to play. Pretty sure Bedard ain't going to tank it. Canucks might. Cooch might. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Which of the awards could be handed out right now? Yeah, Rick Bonus might have something to say about Coach of the Year, but no, I think, I think you're okay yeah. with that. I, I, I would go on a limb, and I would at least say it'll be one of those two. Um, yeah, give Bedard Rookie of the Year. Cooch arrives on, on quite a tear, too. Um, probably wrap up the Art Ross before, uh, before February. So, uh, yeah, you could probably hand out a few of these awards. That's for sure. Kevin, the medium, says, by the way, he was busy. Dang it. Some people got to work. Um, John Ohm says, what's Bedard's uh, current injury situation? He has a broken jaw 
and he's out, it looks like, for a month. He's going to miss his homecoming game in Vancouver. He's going to miss the All-Star game. Doesn't that just suck? But as I say, that was God's way of slowing him down. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, writes in and says, Good day, Rod Squad. I voted none in the viewer poll. The poll is which AFC game will end in an upset this weekend. And he's saying none. I'm saying none as well. Uh, he says, because I think the Buccaneers could upset the Eagles, which is interesting, which is interesting. We'll spend more time on this next hour. We got a lot to get to. Again, I feel like we've hardly got to anything. But there are favored teams on the road, at least two. Cleveland's favored by, I think, two and a half going into Houston. And the Eagles, I'm pretty sure, will be favored going into Tampa on Monday night. But I haven't looked at the NFC games yet. Uh, I can. I got it right here. Yeah, Eagles favored by three in Tampa. So it's a fun time of the year where division winners have worse records than their opponents in two cases in the NFL this weekend. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. We'll uh, pick it up back then. Sounds good. We're going to Moose Jaw next. We'll be right back live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless? or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain. It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. The RP Show continues, everybody, and our hockey coverage is brought to you daily in part by Common Crown Brewing out of Calgary, a commitment to connection and celebration of uniqueness. Check them out at commoncrown.ca. All right, we don't get this guy on enough, but when there's big news, we will. The general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors, Jason Ripplinger, joins us from the band city, as they say. And it was last week, Ripper, that you guys pulled off the blockbuster trade with the Wenatchee Wild acquiring Matthew Savoy. It still got everybody talking and gave up a lot to get him. Um, what's life like uh, since that trade? He hasn't played for you guys yet, right? No, uh, he'll be uh, this weekend. That's uh, he's in Wenatchee right now. He have to travel back here to uh, to Musha. But yes, uh, it's kind of settled down here now a little bit. But uh, there's been quite a bit of hype around the Musha. Uh, <laughs> get out of Musha, Rip. There's hype all across Western Canada about this. Talking about this trade, even my phone's blowing up here. People are just saying. Both, well, you and the Broncos gave up a lot to get your players from Wenatchee. Connor, Geeky to Swift, and you guys with Matthew Savoy. I'm sure you've told everybody, but you haven't told me. What were the reasons for how this trade went down and why? Well, Les and I started talking uh, before Christmas, and 
it was a deal where I said I would only give up draft picks. I wasn't going to do any bodies. Uh, I wanted to keep my team intact for, for next year and not give up any prospects. And we were able to, to make, a, make up a deal. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of draft picks, but uh, there's always a way to get those picks back in the future. Is that the plan? Because I've been talking with the hockey people, and so you had the plans to get those pick back, picks back, or are picks not as valuable as they used to be because players are less of a sure thing than they used to be? Is that a thing? No. Yeah, no, I think the picks are really uh, valuable for us and me being a, being a head scout forever. Uh, you, need, you need those picks to, to make your franchise go. So um, there's always a way to get some picks back, but uh, we'll worry about uh, that next year. Uh, fair. Now, the other thing, I'm just throwing at you what I'm hearing. You can knock it out of the park or foul it off if you want, but people are saying that the Warriors haven't had a team this good for a very long time and may never again, and that's why you wanted to augment it. Is there a little to that? Well, I think our team in, uh, in 2017 was pretty good, too. It just uh, happened to be that the Swift Current was uh, real good and Regina was hosting the Memorial Cup that year, so they, they stacked up. And this year, to be honest, uh, you know, with, with us, we got some special players here. And, yeah, when you do have these players and you have an opportunity and um, we've been able to get picks throughout the last few years to, to help us make a deal like this, um, yeah, it was, we just sat down as a group and decided, yeah, we want to go for it. Uh, will it happen again? I mean, it's always the goal is try to, to always try to win and then try to be successful. But in junior hockey, we all know there's uh, there's cycles. But uh, moving forward, we just thought this is the right time to do it and uh, see what happens. Well, as mentioned, you talk about that team in 20, uh, you say 2017 or 2018. Either way, um, you've been around championship teams. You won a championship with the Giants. Where does this team rate with teams you've been with or seen? Because you got some extreme top-end talent. Oh, you, I don't need to tell you what your roster is all about. It's, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I mean, this is probably the, out of all the teams I've been in, you know, involved with. I think this is a, a team that uh, play with the most skill. Um, I, I think this team can, not that we want to, but I think there's games where we could win eight six. Um, uh, so, so I mean, moving forward as teams in the past, I just feel that uh, we're just more explosive from the teams I've had before in the past. You know, it's funny you say that. You lost 7-6 in Swift on the weekend. Were you at that game? I'm sure they were loving it in Swift Current. I had to check the score sheet to see if Savoy played, and uh, you're saying that he didn't because I didn't see his name on the list there. But it's kind of fun that Moose John Swift are in it to win it. I'm sure that was a hell of an atmosphere the other night. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I wasn't there. I was actually scouting the Victoria Pats game, but uh, just listening to, to James Gell, he was, he was getting pretty fired up, pretty excited uh, when we made it. Uh, uh, I think it was 6-4, and now it's 6-5, 6-6. So, yeah, we are pretty explosive, and we didn't have those guys in our lineup either. So we have other guys here that can contribute. You mentioned Victoria, so they're in your barn this uh, tomorrow night, right? And then you got Vancouver on the weekend for what the Warriors are calling World Juniors Night, and the fans will be able to get the guys' autographs. Talk about your homestand this week and what you're hoping to see out of your team. Well, for, for Wednesday, we'll have a couple of guys back from the World Juniors, uh, so it'll bring some more excitement here. Um, obviously, we're open Saturday. Everybody will be, be in the lineup, and, uh, you know, it's fine it's fun. finally get a chance to have our our whole team back here and, uh, and then we can actually you know see where we're at
Uh, yeah, and it's Vancouver there Saturday night? Yeah, correct. The old team. Right, and that's World Junior Night, yeah, for everybody. So um, they'll be signing autographs on the concourse after the game. I just saw the tweet from the Moose Jaw Warriors account. Um, Ripper, can you talk about the job done by Mark O'Leary, if you don't mind? Came in there after Tim Hunter, and uh, I know the kids love him. It just... Obviously, you do too. Could you talk about your coach and the job, not only that he's done, but what he's going to have to do here the rest of the way? Yeah, no, for sure. Mark and I have a great relationship. Uh, I mean, we talk every day. Uh, he's done an excellent job with with our team. He's he's developed guys. We've, you know, we were getting guys drafted, and and you know, his his teams have. I mean, have been a little bit of a slow starting team. We've always kind of. Uh, got better after the second half but uh, no marks he's very committed it works hard and i believe that he will uh, guide this team into a you know a long playoff run well the warriors are a big deal in moose jaw i'll just ask you this what is the mood what's the vibe i'm sure that you can smile when you walk into the coffee shops and don't mind uh, sitting down for a while how, how fired up are warriors fans in the band city uh, they're they're excited. Uh, obviously, the ticket sales have gone up here a bit too. So, um, you know, it's something that hasn't happened in Mushaw for a while. And we've in our 40 years, we've never won a championship. They've been to the league final once, and uh, you know, hopefully, this is the year that uh, we get to the league championship, and hopefully, we can win. I guess I should ask you this: Are you set? The trade deadlines tomorrow. Do you have everything you need, or should we keep our ear to the ground for any other pieces for your team? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, the trade deadline's four o'clock Saskatchewan time. We'll, we'll see. I'm still listening, talking to other GMs, seeing what's going out there. But, uh, I mean, if this is our team now, I'm, I'm totally satisfied. Sounds good. Well, good job. Keep it going. I appreciate the time today, Rip. And uh, good luck. We'll be seeing you this spring. Awesome. Thanks for having me. The general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Jason Ripplinger. When we come back, we'll get into a sports update and all of your questions and comments. We've uh, <laughs> triggered quite a few today, which is always our goal. We'll be right back live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Something about this show, it just flies by, don't it? And we've got breaking news here before we jump into audience takeover. Mike Vrabel is out as head coach of the Tennessee Titans, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Titans finished the season at 6-11, and missing the playoffs for a second consecutive season. He finishes his tenure with a mark of 54-45 and over six seasons and was named coach of the year as recently as 2022. A native of Akron, Ohio, the 48-year-old Vrabel was a linebacker in his playing days and spent 14 seasons in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots, and Kansas City Chiefs. 
Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca and also brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. Starring Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Dolph Lundgren, and Nicole Kidman. In Landmark Cinemas now, Aquaman. Said we got the discussion going. We sure did. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us on the Sober Carpenter text line. E-E-E, regarding Bedard being out for six to eight weeks, somebody has written in and informed us, Brian in Hudson Bay writes in and says, according to Craig Button, with Bedard out, with Bedard out, that will open up other rookies to get into the rookie if the tear running. Please proofread your text before sending them to me, or I guess I could read them before I go for verbatim, before I... <clears throat> Rod Augett. From Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba. Hi, Rod and Moose. CFL career could be longer than a practice roster career. The way to be a starter is to play. That's regarding my assertion that he's in the right place. Nathan Rourke in the NFL where he made 500 and some thousand U.S. versus what he could have made in Canada. Take the money. I'm surprised somebody of your... Wisdom. Wilf and Steinbach would not agree with the phrase, take the money. That's what, I, that's what I think. Wayne in Victoria, B.C., regarding the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, oh, oh. He says, hey, Rod, I'm now a believer of the Canucks. Earlier in the year, I was expecting them to revert back to the losers. They were last year. That's funny. Well, that's the one thing that I enjoy live watching teams and I can make my own assumption. I don't need to watch Sports Center for it. And I can see what Rick Tockett's done because I watched them play under Travis Green. I watched them play under Bruce Boudreau and when they faced adversity and things went wrong, bad goal, goal called back, bad penalty, guy gets hurt, they quit. They just quit. And they're not doing that under Rick Tockett. That was like in October. There's a lot of other things that they've improved since then. They're just a different team. That's why I say about Nathan Mark, again, it's our lives. I should have moved to an NHL city 20 years ago. I guess I probably couldn't have started a show 20 years ago like we've done. Um, but that's what I've been doing. Knocked around junior hockey in the CFL for a really long time, and that was great. But when you're up here in the NHL doing these shows, going to NFL games, that's probably where I should have been, but that's me. That's me. There's a lot of guys that are still doing the junior hockey and the CFL thing, too. That's them. I guess the fundamental point of all of this is let Nathan Rourke do what he wants. My suggestion is to take the money. Regarding is Andy Reid lying by saying Travis Kelsey pulled himself from the game. Didn't, didn't play at all. He was inactive for the Chiefs' last game of the year. Uh, I don't believe it. And the people here at the gym where Travis Kelsey works out in the offseason and is trained, they don't believe it either. 
that Travis Kelsey would pull himself from the game, 16 yards shy of 1,000. Darren says he believes the coach. Jim Wagner's watching in Balgoni and says, Moose, maybe you're a sucker. You are a Leafs fan. Enough said. <laughs> That's from Jim, not me, in Balgoni. Kirk in Toronto writes in a last minute of play in hour one. He says, hi, Rod. Kirk from Toronto here. Nathan Rourke needs to play. If it's not in the NFL, then he needs to come back to the CFL and have a great Hall of Fame career. Says you. I think if Nathan Rourke wanted to come back, he would have come back. Uh, John Ohm said it here earlier. Um, he will exhaust every NFL opportunity before coming, coming back because you can make a half a million U.S. not even taking a snap. Take the money! Johnny in Winnipeg writes it and says, what about Hughes, contender? What about him? Who are we talking about? Quinn Hughes, Luke Hughes, Charleston Hughes, Bob Hughes? Which Hughes? Who are we talking about? We'll straighten this out after this brief pause on TV and WQEE Radio. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.